this is Dawn Schuler, Certified Trainer and Business Consultant at the Schuler Group with When People Thrive, Companies Thrive podcast. A lot of organizations do training, which is good for us since we are a training and consulting company. But training isn't just something that you check a box and say, yay, we've completed it. We see this in a lot of industries with management training or leadership training, diversity and inclusion training, compliance training, security awareness training. Some organizations have to conduct these trainings or bring in an outside firm to conduct those trainings. It's a requirement that they must fulfill in order to be compliant within whatever their industry or management on high has said that they need to do. Is training like that really effective? We don't think so. If an employee knows that he just has to watch this 60-minute video, maybe, maybe not answer some questions, check it off the list, His manager knows that he's done it. Great. That's done. Executives know everybody's checked it off their list. Yay. Now we can go on to what's really important in this company. That completely defies the reason why such training exists. Let's take security awareness training, for example especially with companies who do business with the federal government, especially the Department of Defense, they are required to have security awareness training. Again, another area that somebody could just check off the box. But this training is actually helpful, especially in this day and age of technology and Unfortunately, the people who try to take advantage of others using said technology. There are phishing scams and vishing scams, which is a new one. It's using video. There are social engineering scams. If you're a savvy emailer, you probably know to pay attention to attachments that might look like they come from a questionable source. Well, but what if it's an email that's coming from the president of the company talking about holiday bonuses? You think you might open that up? What about an email from Starbucks with a free $5 gift card that you can redeem instantly at any Starbucks? You think you might click on those? You think you might be tempted? So with these examples, you can see training around how important it is to be able to spot these scams, or at the very least, think about it and possibly tell your IT department before you just click on the link or open the attachment. That's an obvious one. This isn't just 
training so I can click off the box. This is training that potentially could save me from harm, whether that's somebody trying to ransom the files on your computer or within your company. You do not want to be the person who is responsible for a data breach within your company because you clicked on a link to get a free Starbucks gift card. Nobody wants that wrath coming down from the IT department. So you can see that training shouldn't just be a, great, I watched this video, I answered some questions, can I please get on with my day? There is a reason why such training exists. If you are attending training, either virtually, more than likely these days, that's what it is, or even at a conference or in person, why? We talk about the deeper why. If you're attending training on communication, for example, what's the deeper why? Ostensibly, it would be to communicate better. Well, and why is that important? Well, if you communicate better, you can probably get your thoughts, concepts, needs more effectively met and more quickly met because you're more easily able to communicate them. Why is that important? Well, the more quickly and effectively you can communicate something, it moves things down the road, that forward motion piece. Why is that important? Because problems halt progress. Problems in communication can create conflict. Any time that you can be trained on how to better communicate is better for everyone all around. With you as one party in the communication, as well as the receiving party in communication. I recently had a wonderful conversation with a diversity and inclusion trainer who really focuses on unconscious biases as well as civility in the workplace. You'll actually be seeing her or hearing her on an upcoming podcast interview. Anyway, as we were talking, and she said one of the challenges she has in talking about what she does with diversity and inclusion training is that it feels like for some organizations, they're just checking a box. Especially this year, with all of the unrest racially, politically, Some organizations may say, all right, let's bring in a diversity and inclusion trainer. That will help. That will show our employees and staff that we're doing something about that. That is certainly an example of how a one-and-done training is not effective. In fact, it might actually be more harmful to bring someone in, do a training, 
they leave and nothing changes. You have to take training to the next level. How do you integrate what you've learned into your daily practice? This is a question that management leadership executives should be asking when they decide to bring training into their organization, whatever the type of training it is. The question is, how do we integrate this topic that we're bringing trainers in? How do we integrate it into the daily work life? The other issue is that with something like diversity and inclusion, this is not a, we're going to solve all the world's problems, especially with regard to race, inequality, and prejudice with a single training, or even a follow-up training, or even several follow-up trainings. This is about change on a deeper level. And it does have to start somewhere. Training can be a start as long as there is, and then what? Once you bring the trainers in, or you bring in the training modules, and staff goes through the training, checking off that box, then what? Are you having conversations at an organizational level about the topic of conversation? Regardless of what the theme of the training is, diversity and inclusion or security awareness training, what have you learned? What are you going to do differently? How has this changed you? and how you think or act or view the world. Again, anything from as lofty as diversity and inclusion training down to how to spot a phishing scam in email. How do you apply it? A concept we use in almost every aspect of our training and consulting is acknowledge, learn, apply. Acknowledge what is, without judgment. What have you learned from that? And then how do you apply it? Training falls right into that. Training is to hopefully learn something. So you acknowledge what you've learned, what you haven't learned. Then there's the learn. And then how do you apply it? There must be a, and then what, piece to training. So your action step is to look at the kind of training your organization puts in front of its staff and employees. What's the purpose? Is it just to check a box so that you're compliant with either your industry or mandates from on high? Is it because you really think this is helpful information and will improve 
the lives and the work lives of your staff and employees? Your answer to that is necessary. Because your answer will then determine what the outcome is. If it's just checking a box so you're compliant, well, okay, you're compliant. Your day-to-day life or day-to-day work life doesn't change. Is that a good use of funds? Even if you have a requirement to do a certain type of training in order to be compliant, why not take it to the next step to make it more than just a checkbox? If your answer is, I really think this type of training is going to be beneficial to the individuals in my organization and the organization as a whole, then how do you integrate that even more fully and deeply than the training is already organized around? If you're intrigued by what kind of training you could bring into your organization to make people more productive, more efficient, happier, then reach out and let's have a conversation. Until next time, may you thrive.